0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: We're going to go heavy NFL with you for the next 15 minutes or so here on CBS Sports Radio. Because joining me from GoLongTD.com is outstanding NFL website, podcast host. Ty Dunn jumps in with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Ty. What's up? Great are... to be here. I, I,
0: I wonder if we've got a Tom Brady situation here. If Mo Lewis just, you know, knocked our good man out, and and, uh, and you're going to take over this slot for forever and ever.
1: <laughs> no, I think he just had, uh, had some bad Mexican. He'll be perfectly fine. He'll be back tomorrow. So, Riders good, going nowhere. Good, good. Riders going nowhere fast. But I appreciate you jumping in, even with a guy off the bench coming in and having to take over. And, oh, by the way, Whole bunch of quarterbacks that fall into that category in the NFL, which I'm going to get into with you in a second. But two things first before we look at week number nine Josh McDaniels giving his walking papers in uh, Vegas this week. I've been a non Josh McDaniels fan for, oh, I don't know, ever. Uh, Give it that he's a very good offensive coordinator, but I thought he proved in Denver he wasn't a head coach. The Colts didn't think so. They hired him before he bagged them and left them standing at the altar. Best thing that could ever happen for him. And then the Raiders made the mistake of making him their head coach as well. What do you take from in-season Josh McDaniels being given his walking papers by Vegas?
0: Well, it's it's a great day if you're a Raider fan, right? I mean, nobody wants people, right? It's never celebratory when anybody gets 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 fired, but they needed to do this. They needed to move on from Josh McDaniels. I know it's only been a year and a half, but all of the evidence has been there, and it's been there all along. Like, when will these owners learn that Bill Belichick knockoffs don't work? They never (laughs) have. He's a one of one. You cannot try to duplicate that mode of coaching anywhere else, especially in 2023. I mean, there's two ways to look at it. His, first, let's get into his style of coaching. Uh, Josh McDaniels, that is. I mean, I, I was down in Miami working on a Tua Tunga Viola series last year, and um, Josh McDaniels' his name came up because, similar to Brian Flores, was it's, it's known he struggles to relate with today's player. One source told me that he, he, Josh McDaniels would just berate players For 20 minutes straight, on the same play in a meeting, you just completely degrade them, break them down, and really think that that is the type of motivation that works. Um, It only works if you've got those six rings that are blinding everybody in the room. It doesn't work when you don't have the resume. So this has been the case for everybody before him, right? Matt Patricia, it just just doesn't pan out. And then I think what what really sealed his fate was the decision – organizationally to, to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, we know what Garoppolo is as a quarterback. You, you really could have tried to move up in the draft, do everything you can to get a young guy in there. At least it buys you some time. And then lo and behold, maybe the player works out. Maybe CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, if you if you get one of those guys. Will Levis, hell, he looks pretty good. Maybe one of them work out. But, uh, yeah, now, now it comes to the hard part, right? Can Mark, Can Mark Davis actually hire a good NFL coach? It remains to be seen.
1: Right, we'll find that out during the off season. But uh, speaking of young guy and the decision to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell going to start this week? Should Aiden O'Connell start this week? Does the interim coach say yes, Mister Davis? Whatever you want, who do you need at quarterback? Aiden O'Connell? Okay, fine. That's exactly what's happening. Who's going to play quarterback for the Raiders from now on?
0: Man, this is where it gets so interesting in all of these
1: situations, right? Whenever you
0: see a coach fired mid-season a GM as well I mean this was a wholesale house cleaning you know that the owner is looking ahead to 2024 and you know that that owner is going to want to lose in the present because they think it's going to help them in the future I don't know I, I, I would say good luck with that I think if you if you go in too hard that direction you run the risk of poisoning your building even more than it's poisoned I I just don't know if uh whether it's quarterback, whether it's any position, if you're, if you're going to go to that extreme and t- actively try to lose games, you're going to lose guys, you're, you're going to hurt your, your whole operation, and t- tanking, it, it just doesn't work. It, does, it, it might work for one team, the one team that gets the one quarterback who changes your franchise, but I, I've never liked it, and I'm not saying that that's what the Raiders are doing here, but that, that sure seems like what Mark Davis
1: wants. Fair enough. All right, trade deadline was Tuesday, and there were some deals leading up to the deadline, and then there were some on-the-day-of-deadline deals. Some pretty good players got relocated. Who moved individually? What player who you think landed in the right spot, right opportunity, right team, right time, can move the needle the most? What teams do you think handled the trade deadline the best on a year-in, year-out basis, and did they do that again this year?
0: You know what? I really do like what Seattle did with Leonard Williams because we all know if you want to win a Super Bowl, you better have a D line that is going to get pressure without blitzing. So you can sit back in coverage and, and have a puncher's chance against the elite of the elite quarterbacks. And, you know, think back to how their season ended a year ago against the San Francisco 49ers. They're winning at halftime. You know, they've got Geno Smith on the road, they're beating the Niners. And, what did they lose by, like, 20, 21 points? The game completely got away from them. And I think that Pete Carroll, John Schneider, they realize why. It's because you don't have that depth on the D-line. I mean, they didn't really have that great of a D-line. I think they got rid of, like, four guys in the off Um, And then they bring in four. They draft some. They sign some. And now you've got a stud in Leonard Williams. I think the Giants ate a lot of that money. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that part of it. Now, you did give up a second-round pick and a fifth. So that's some premier draft capital. But I I like the fact that Seattle's just going for it. Uh, We didn't think they'd be in this position. Nobody did when they traded Russell Wilson. But lo and behold, Geno Smith is really good at this point of his career. He's going through this, uh, I guess, like a Rich Gannon-like late career renaissance with the coaching he's had there. You've got the weapons. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kenneth Walker. They've, They've got the offense, they believe, to hang. And now they hope they've got a defensive line that can cave the pocket. We'll, we'll see what happens, but they're at least trying. They're kind of being more pr- proactive here. Right? I think that's what the, the contenders do. This time of the year, they don't mess around. The Rams took it to the to the extreme a couple years back, but uh, I, I think that Seattle put themselves in a position to win the division and maybe do some more things.
1: I, too, like the Seattle move. Uh, you mentioned the teams that are in it, go for it, push the chips into the middle of the table. Can you critique or criticize the Dallas Cowboys for having done nothing over the last several weeks as far as upgrading their roster goes?
0: Which is strange, right? Usually you think Jerry Jones, this team, this time of year, uh, at his age, right? He's referenced it a few times. He ain't getting any younger. He's desperate (laughs) for a trophy. I thought that would be the team that we saw do something crazy. No, they, they didn't. I kind of think that's probably a good thing. I think if they would have done something, they probably would have given up more than they should. Uh, you no, know, it's been a while since they traded, what, what did they trade? A first round pick for Roy Williams, the receiver. Um, didn't exactly pan out. So it kind of tells, I think it's a good thing. It kind of tells me that they're, they're not letting Jerry Jones just do whatever Jerry wants. Right, they, They've got a, a solid front office underneath ownership that has drafted some really good players, believe it or not, and they do have a team that can be in the mix in January. You know, I, my question is more so Mike McCarthy that time of year. Um, it, it didn't always end well in Green Bay with those teams, but I, you know, he was made fun of probably justifiably so a lot of this offseason talking about running the ball to take pressure off of the defense and balance and all that. For the most part, it's kind of worked out, right? They are kind of playing the way he envisioned. Now go out and beat a good team. Um, let's see what they can do against Philly. Now if Philly goes out and whacks them the way San Francisco did, they'll, they'll be ripped all week because they can't beat the, the best teams in the conference. But it, it wouldn't surprise me, actually, with the way they're playing right now if they were able to beat Philly.
1: Ty Dunn of GolongTD.com, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio, talking about the NFL. All right, one last question before we get into the big matchups on Sunday. How many years slash decades did the New York Jets and New York Giants set back offensive football in the National Football League last week?
0: Oh, my God. That was really difficult to watch, you know. I was doing some pumpkin carving with the kiddos or that game on the background. I had to turn it off. I mean, they're four and two years old. I can't expose them, <laughs> <laughs> I can't expose them to this, this type of television. You know, honestly, it's uh, you know, uh, it was worse than Coco melon on repeat all day. It was, Ooh. it was really, really rough. Uh, but <laughs> you're, You ain't kidding. I mean, can giant fans be tortured more than they've been tortured? It's really nuts to think, even with all the injuries, Everything that's gone wrong, and it's been apocalyptic, they should be 4-4. Four and four. The Bills game, to, to blow that, uh, we, we could go on for hours about that game alone. But then this game, and you just win those two games, you're 4-4. Four four. Instead, you're 2-6, and six, and, man, they've got some seismic decisions to make. I just was shocked. I was really shocked that Brian Dable, a, a coach who players love, players want to run through a wall for him because they – he believes him. Them believes in them on a deep level. You know he builds real relationships with these guys. You know he really won Coach of the Year from the get-go by by being aggressive. Think back to that two-point conversion in Nashville against the Titans, Week One. They 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 go for it. all you need to do is gain one yard on that fourth and one, and to attempt a field goal in the monsoon. It did It just didn't make much sense. It seemed out of character. Uh, he probably knows it was out of character. So. Yeah, it's about twenty twenty four and beyond for the Giants and man, I, I don't know where you even start
1: with that, Jim. I actually didn't mind the decision, Graham Gennard, You gotta make a, a chip shot field goal. Shame on you for missing that one. Uh, in a uh, weird but that, game, th- th- that then you allow the Jets to go how many yards in twenty some odd seconds on the defensive side? Uh, yeah, well, it was a, a your, your general overall statement about. keep kids away from the TV because it could do damage to them is right on. Uh, But I actually didn't kill Dayball as much as some others did. All right, this week, we talked Eagles-Cowboys. Huge game, both sides. Winner is going to come out of this feeling very good about themselves, loser. The Eagles won't fall from grace, but you go from best record in the NFL to basically second place in your division. It's kind of tough to uh, wrap your head around. But I want to ask you about a couple others. Dolphins and Kansas City in Germany. I get it. That's an NFL must-do, improve our That The only thing we don't own is the global market compared to the NBA. So we need to become a global sport. This is like one of the best games of the year, and you got to get up at 9.30 on the East Coast, 6.30 on the West Coast. If you want to see two of the best teams play, did they at least mess this up as per scheduling? Or did they feel the need that they had to put these two teams into a game like this to sell it in Germany? Oh, it's terrible.
0: I mean, I can't <laughs> imagine how ticked off these Chiefs fans got to be to not get that game with Arrowhead. Um, I don't know. Do the do the Chiefs think that there's a ripe market in Germany that they absolutely must tap into right now? I, I, like, yeah, I live here in Buffalo, New York, and I can still remember when they started – Flirting with Toronto. I mean, completely different circumstances, obviously, but it, it justifiably ticked off fans to see the Bills just uproot and go to Toronto once a year. And I know that they locally lost some fans because of that. It's like I, the Chiefs are—they have such a strong fan base and such a good team. They're not going to lose fans, but just by and large, I think the NFL too often kind of forgets its core fan bases and the core fan. Uh, and this just seems like a situation of getting a little too cute, and I get it there 's a lot of money to be made out there and hell, i 've got subscribers that live in germany and and the u k for my site and love right. it 's great having them but it just it feels a little strange to have such a great game right uh with with two loyal fan bases just kind of across the globe at this point of the year uh, i I feel like um it could it could Nothing's gonna hurt the NFL. I mean they're gonna make millions and billions and they'll just keep moving one direction, but it's kind of it's kinda of good to remember your core base in some situations and that those hardcore Chiefs fans that filling up Arrowhead for this kind of a game, that's the kind of scene that makes football great and nobody's gonna get that on Sunday.
1: Staying in the AFC, if those aren't the two best teams in the AFC coming into the year, some people might have argued Yeah, the Bengals and the Bills are the two best teams in the AFC, and they face off Sunday night football. The Bengals are playing better right now, but they got off to the horrific start. The Bills bounced back after losing that opener to the Jets and have played pretty damn well since, except for their European game where they got beat by the Jaguars. Who's coming into this game playing better football? Who should be the favorite in Bills-Bengals Sunday night?
0: Oh, without a doubt. It's Cincinnati. I think the Bengals, they're back. I mean, they found themselves in San Francisco. And, you know, we, we can get into X's and O's and, and, and Burrow on a good calf and all of that. I, I kind of like them getting their swagger back. You know, when they were at their best these last two years, kind of a cocky football team. And that's good. It's refreshing. They say what they want, and their, their play reflects it. And what, what do you see? You see Joe Burrow smacking the helmet after that big run. You see Joe Mixon swinging a baseball bat pretending to to the crowd and kind of taunting them bj hill a quiet guy big d lineman he's somersaulting into the end zone it just felt like they kind of became themselves again in that game and it all does start there with joe burrow uh you know the calf he just wasn't himself he was a completely different quarterback the first month of the season at least the first month of the season it's just it was a bummer right if you enjoy elite quarterback play it was hard to just see this uh Sanitized version of Joe Burrow, they're just 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 standing in the pocket as a sitting duck. He's able to move now, escape pressure, work those second reaction plays with Jamar Chase, and I mean the Bengals kind of own the Bills. Uh, that that game in the playoffs last year in Orchard Park, it, it really wasn't a game. I, I feel like it's a bad matchup for the Bills, and they've got some big time injuries, obviously. Daquan Jones, D-tackle, he wasn't on the field in that playoff game, and Mixon had himself a field day. Matt Milano, one of the three best linebackers in football, he's done. Tredavious White, right when he turns the corner uh, from recovering from his ACL, pops his Achilles, he's done. So it's going to be hard to just get a stop, I feel like, if you're Buffalo. You're going to have to turn the ball over, and I don't see Joe Burrow turning that ball over. I think that the Bengals probably win this one
1: fairly easily. All right, and last question, maybe the most important with tongue implanted in cheek here. Uh, last week we saw what Will Levis did. Kind of came out of nowhere, went off for the Titans. Good for him, good for the Titan fans. Maybe they found themselves a the quarterback of the future. I want to see him do it again this week, uh, but uh, give him props for what he did last week. Who is this week's Will Levis? Toon or Hall. Are we talking Clayton Toon or Jaron Hall? They're both probably starting. Yeah, you could get Joshua Dobbs at some point. Yeah, you could get Kyler Murray at some point. But as of right now, it looks like Clayton Toon and Jaron Hall are starting quarterbacks in the league this week. Which one has got the chance to be in, I won't even say the same uh, block or the same pew, uh, in the same zip code of what what, uh, Levis did last week? right in the
0: the spirit of will levis it's like you're asking me do i prefer my coffee with mayonnaise or (laughs) how do i take my coffee (laughs) oh that's funny i want to say jaron hall because you're gonna i you know i got to give you an answer here and it's just because minnesota's played really well right now even without justin jefferson uh addison looks like a rising star i mean it's we might look back at that pick as how did teams pass this guy up, including Green Bay in the own division. He looked Oof. really good. Uh, K.J. Osborne is a really solid number three. T.J. Hawkinson, he looked like one of the best tight ends in, in football. He's the highest paid tight end in football. They've got the weapons. Uh, I, I, I'd like to think a functioning quarterback could take advantage of that. So let's go with, I guess he'd be the mustard in the coffee, Journal. There you go.
1: Great stuff, Ty. Appreciate you hopping on board. Uh, I've never had the pleasure of having you on my show before. Now I know how good you are. I might be reaching out for you to join me a weekend every once in a while here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hopping on with us today.
0: Hey, man, I appreciate that. Any day, any time, just say the word. Enjoy to hear Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's
1: joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800.